American made. There's a reason why American made has always been something that we liked. It showed quality, but it was also the independent spirit. It was the factory in our own towns. Uh, It was the people in our own families that made these things. Well, we've lost all of that, and we need to get back to it, and that's where American Giant comes in. Every metal rivet, every drop of ink, every piece of thread, every stitch, every cut, everything is made here in America. The American Giant patch means something. When you go out shopping for Christmas and you're going to buy some clothes for somebody, get clothing that lasts is really top, top quality at an affordable price it's american-giant.com slash glenn that's american-giant.com slash glenn get them now all right we begin the program here in just a couple of seconds stand by There's a lot going on today. Uh, yesterday, huge gathering on the uh, mall in Washington. Uh, very, very peaceful. Uh, I do want to point out that um, on that same day, Joe Biden gave another uh, uh, ten million dollars to or ten billion dollars to Iran. But don't worry about that. Nikki Haley wants everybody's name, and uh, San Francisco looks a little like China. So we'll be getting there in sixty seconds. Most of the time, the pain we live with, especially as we get a little older, comes from inflammation in our joints. And it can start out small, slowly building over time, or sometimes it can just come on all of a sudden and be something that you have to deal with from then on forward. I know this to be true because I had it happen in my life and I never found a way to uh, get out of it. Then Relief Factor came along and my wife made me try it because I didn't think it would work, but it did. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain. It's 100% drug-free, developed by doctors, and it will help reduce or eliminate pain. Over a million people have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit, and 70% of them have gone on to order it again and again. See how Relief Factor can help you. Their three-week Quick Start. It's $19.95 and comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So give it a try, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference, relieffactor.com. All right, so first of all, you know, $10 billion. Do you remember when that was real money? 
Um, apparently, Biden yesterday um, went ahead and freed up another $10 billion for Iran. Now, let's remember that Iran just said death to America is is not a slogan that we chant. It's policy. Here's the State Department asked about, you know, I mean, they're they're a terrorist state. What are you doing when they do use it and they use one million dollars to buy medicine from of, of this money that that frees up? Another million dollars that they that they would have spent, they would have had to spend on this, you know, without without the the sanctions waiver. I understand, and, and they can use that to, to so use it. To I understand the argument. I don't agree with it, and here's why: If they were sitting on that one million dollars, they would use it for their destabilizing activities to fund terrorism and deny medicine to their people. That's the point I'm making. Oh, okay. And so. so. To okay. approve $1 million of, of, say, medical transactions that benefit the Iranian people, we believe those are, are benefits to the Iranian people that they would not have okay. otherwise gotten. So it's just a lost cause. Okay, so that's good. So we're just, we're taking, this is insanity. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley wants everybody's name, the government. You need to register your name when you go online, apparently with the government, for national security reasons. Cut four, please. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they okay. know their pastor so, and their family. I'm actually for this if it's not run through the government. If private companies say you got to verify your name, we have to know the, who this is. That's fine. Private companies can do that. Um, but we share too much information now with the government. So, I mean, it's a government agency almost, uh, and I don't want the government dictating. And I certainly don't want the government looking into the algorithms. I don't mind if it's an open source, but not given just to the government. And I think that's what she was suggesting. Me, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to tell what she's suggesting exactly. I mean, the... The policy seems to be, she said it was when the first thing she would do when she got into office. So obviously, number one, she's obviously thought about this a lot. It's not like a whimsical statement. Uh, And number two, it it seems to have some government interaction because why would her being in office have anything to do with it? It was just some private policy. So I I mean, I'd say, I don't know. It's a weird take. I will say, because I think you're right. If everyone had their name by their social media, and I think Nikki's right, yeah, it would make social would. media conversations more civil. It's and true. We, we might be able to get rid of the bots. And we might be able to get rid of some yeah, of the bots. Uh, although we've seen, I mean, that was Elon Musk's number one priority when he yeah. took over Twitter, and he has not done it. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, it's, I think it's also very hard to do. Okay. So, last thing is, I don't know if you've seen the streets of San Francisco, um, but uh, they don't look like they used to. First of all... Um, it's the absence of all poop. And the second thing is it's the streets are lined with communist China flags. I mean, when you watch the motorcade come in, how, how is this happening? I don't know. I I can't, I don't know. When, when Khrushchev came, we didn't line the streets 
with Russian flags. That, that would have been a warning sign to us that we were losing the country. But that's what happened yesterday. But California is so screwed up. There's a new report out. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. Since 2017, California has spent more than $4 million of taxpayers' money on surgical sex changes and cosmetic gender-affirming enhancements for 157 prison inmates, including four dudes on death row. Breaking that number down, since 2017, when California became the first state to pay for prisoners' transition surgeries, California has spent $2.5 million on uh, uh, vaginal... Fake vaginas for 35 male prisoners. 35. Hundreds. I would have had more of a problem if you did know how to pronounce that. That would have been the disturbing part of that. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) uh, hundreds of thousands of other dollars on fake breasts, laser hair removal, and facial feminization. 11 male inmates have received breast implants at a cost of more than 180,000. Two have received facial feminization surgeries for 184,141. 69 males have gotten laser hair removal for a total of 224,000. 40 female prisoners have had their breasts removed for a total of more than $1 million. Now, California has no limits on the type of procedure that trans prisoners can request. And to date, it has in line a thousand uh, petitions from prisoners. So this is just the beginning. It's limitless care, which kind of goes against California's health care for inmates. For instance, dental care, strict limitations, including not allowing root canals on back teeth, They won't pay for any cosmetic tooth restoration or replacement, or they won't treat oral ulcers. But they'll give you a new vagina. The cost of limitless gender affirming care is growing every day. Corrections agency officials this year requested two point two million in new funds just for gender affirming care. So uh, this is um, it's a real problem. California is pouring into this absurd system while their streets are covered in human waste, used drug needles, zombified drug addicts. This is insanity. But I think I, I think we swore that word off yesterday, didn't we? I can't say the story is insane. I don't think it means what you think it means. I think you're right. Mm. But even more insane are the dangers of this type of enabling that it brings. Minnesota just settled with a transgender man who claims to be a woman prisoner named Christina, who will now receive a massive payout of almost $500,000 and will be allowed to move from the male prison where he should be placed in the state's women's only prison in Minnesota. So he's, I mean... You know, he's going to have access there to gender affirming health care and also real women. Hey, no matter what anybody says, you know, no matter what gender I am, I used to be a man, always a lesbian. You know what I'm saying? I only want to have sex with women. Born a man, now a woman. Born a lesbian, always a lesbian. Don't judge me. I was born this way. Oh, wait. 
No, that's not accurate anymore. It's fluid. I'll get back to you. The trauma that women are now experiencing as men who are convicted of horrid sex crimes, they're entering the prisons and it is swept under the rug or ignored. There was about <clears throat> about a month or so ago, we got a call from a woman in California. Her name, uh, uh, her name was Linda. She volunteered her free time by visiting uh, incarcerated women in the women's prison. One of the inmates that Linda got to know and began mentoring was forced to room with one of these transgender men. After Linda began asking too many questions, I guess, her visitation rights were terminated due to, quote, significant safety concerns. Linda remained in contact with the inmate, and uh, the things she shared with my staff are extremely concerning. This is from a California women's prison. According to Linda, after her visitation rights were terminated, she sent an appeal letter criticizing the prison for the actions that took place. Later, the inmate Linda was mentoring reached out, claiming she was being forcibly removed from her jail cell because her roommate suddenly came down with a case of COVID and there was no place to put her except the hole where she slept on cement. We found this a little hard to believe. One of my producers reached out to the prison and prison officials confirmed it. Meanwhile, the transgender inmates are being treated with kid gloves in another email sent to Linda, after the transgender inmate had complained about Linda's mentee being uncomfortable with him using a device that widens things up down there, the prison staff opted not to remove the transgender roommate, but instead removed Linda's mentee. So, after requesting the removal of a man claiming he was a woman doing things that were very uncomfortable for uh, Linda's mentee that was ignored and then retaliated against. All it took was for the transgender inmate to complain one time, one time, and it was over. We are being played for fools. And I'd like to say, this isn't normal, but again... You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Back in just a second with more. This year, winding down, and a new year is right around the corner. You need to be asking yourself, what are your financial goals? What is it you're doing to shore up your financial house? Where are the areas where, you're, where you can save money? More importantly, where are the areas where you're not saving money? If you're like most Americans now, the answer to that is debts, 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 and especially high interest credit cards, which are now in double digits. If you're a homeowner, please give American Financing a call. It's no obligation. You just ask them for information. In 10 minutes, they can do a free financial review that will show you what your options are. People who are doing this in this audience are saving now about $700 a month on average every month. Imagine what you could do with something like that. They give you a little space. 
Imagine how freer you would feel by getting out from underneath that debt. And you can write the interest payments off where you can't do that now to the credit card company. Please be the next person they help. Call them now. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds. Station ID. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program tonight on Blaze TV. I'm going to reveal something the Obama administration lied to you about for years. The left has hidden the true motivations behind the Iranian regime. They have cut sanctions. They have given them billions of dollars. They've unleashed radical Islamic zealots all across the Middle East. And the Biden administration came in and picked up where Obama left off. The, the consequence of that, I believe, is October 7th. Foreign policy experts, the people currently sitting in the State Department, don't want me to show you what they have planned and what we have planned to show you tonight. I'm going to show you the apocalyptic plans Iran is executing right now. I'm going to show you their true motivation how they believe their messianic savior, the 12th Imam, is soon to come, and all they have to do is cause a little more chaos and a little more war. Everything I'm going to show you tonight is sourced from either the top intellectual minds in the country, the U.S. military, and or more importantly, directly from Iranian leadership themselves. I'm even going to show you what is said in the Iranian constitution. You're not going to believe this. I'll show you why Iran has decided to team up with Russia. There are specific reasons why. As we started doing our research on this a couple of weeks ago, we were like, we, we thought we would find something. We never thought we would find this. Let's just say Russia and Iran working together and using the same words like apocalypse, antichrist, end times. Uh, you'll never guess who they think the Antichrist is. You probably know who they, you think it is with Iran. Did you know Russia? Wait until you see the insanity. And we actually debated back and forth today uh, or, or earlier this week. Can we show this stuff? Can we put this in the proper perspective? So because this is all propaganda for their people. But when you see what they're saying, there will be some here in America that will go, well, maybe. And we don't want to be a part of Russian or Iranian propaganda, but you have to know it. This is what they are telling their people and what they plan on doing. Don't miss the special tonight at 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. 9.30 Eastern on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. A match made in hell. The chilling reason Russia and Iran are driving the West to war. That's tonight at 9. Don't forget to uh, sign up at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Right after a brand new student America. Uh, don't miss her. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming.
You know, if I were a fiction writer, and surprise, surprise, I am a New York Times bestselling fiction author. Um, if I were a fiction writer and I had a political and military character that I thought were evil but really competent, I think I could explain what's happening in the world. Imagine you were our most senior and advanced military planner. You're probably someplace deep in the bowels of the CIA or NSA or military intelligence. Okay. <clears throat> you believed, you believed to 99% certainty that the U.S. would be fighting a war with China by, say, 2025, 2027. I mean, you had the Navy admirals, you had our own chairman of the Joint Chiefs tell us about all of this publicly. They had all been saying it. So you know what's coming. China's economy is now failing. China needs to invade Taiwan soon, or it will never be able to take them by force. So it's really kind of now or never. It's on the horizon. Plus, you look at what Xi Jinping has done to his own party in the last two years. Huge purges of moderates and competitors and a massive buildup of their military, especially their navy. So they go around the room, and from the military intelligence to CIA, NSA, universal agreement, that's going to happen. Now, your job is to make sure we win. And you only have a couple of years to get ready. We don't have 10 years to, repair, uh, to prepare. Everybody agrees on that. It's two years best. So you ask yourself, if the U.S. goes to war with China, who's going to come in on their side? Okay, Iran. That's an ally who'd, who'd see uh, the chance to finally defeat America and to continue to sell oil to China. China imports about 70% of its energy supplies. Much of that is from Iran via both sanctioned and illegal oil sales. Plus, you have Russia. Chance to weaken America. Level playing field against American military. Now, you have to sit down and war game this. Hmm. When the U.S. goes to war with China, we probably lose if we also have to fight Russia in Europe and Iran in the Middle East. We probably can't handle that. But what if? I'll finish it next. The Glenn Beck Program. Melanie lives in Georgia. She writes in about her dog's experience with rough greens. She says, I was very skeptical of trying rough greens. I was sure my dog wasn't going to eat it. Boy, was I wrong. My dog loves rough greens. Now he only eats the food that I put rough greens on, and he has so much more energy than he used to. Thank you. Melanie, that is exactly what I found out with my dog. Uh, rough greens, <coughs> excuse me, if you don't know, is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the green stuff. You name it, if it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. They're going to give you the first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. So go to 833-GLEN-33. Call them up on the phone right now. They're waiting for you. 833-GLEN-33 or ruffgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck.
Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Just use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 20 bucks. Okay, let's go back to our premise here. And this is a very hopeful, pre- hopeful premise. Remember, as a an action-adventure fiction writer, if you had to figure out what the heck was going on in the world, and you didn't know that it was just, you know, progressives, twenty early 20th century progressives that, again, for some strange reason, hate the Jews and love eugenics, um, you might say, well, wait a minute. What have we learned in the last few years? We have learned that we cannot take on China with Taiwan. We can't do that in peacetime. Okay, there's no way to do it. We are not prepared to do that. It's too far away from all of our bases, et cetera, et cetera. We've also found the endless wars are draining. Okay, and we certainly could not take on three fronts because, you know, the Middle East will be on fire. You know that Russia would get involved and China we would be fighting. So we can't do three fronts. So if you are really, really sharp and you love America um, and you believed what everybody was saying and you knew we couldn't let Taiwan go because we won't be able to make the supercomputer chips because Taiwan has the clean rooms and the highest quality to make all of the supercomputer chips. We don't make them. Taiwan does. We can't lose Taiwan. Okay, so what do you do? You look at the you look at everything and you say, okay, China's economy is failing. They're close, but they've just upped their spending with the Navy, et cetera, et cetera. And everybody knows this is gonna happen. So you think, okay, how can we do this? Hear me out on this. You pick Iran because Iran can get involved. They want to defeat America. They continue to sell oil to China. China imports about 70% of its energy supplies. Much of that is from Iran via sanctioned and illegal oil sales. Plus, China might promise to help Iran finish their nuclear bomb, right? Then you have Russia, the other ally that we would worry about. There's a chance they want to weaken America. In fact, a very good chance and level the playing field. They need to level the playing field, especially against our aircraft carriers. And they need to also keep selling oil to Europe and to China. That's just the China is about half their GDP. Now, if you war game this, when the U.S. goes to war with China, we lose. But we also have to fight Russia and Europe and Iran in the Middle East. Those are three theaters of war. We can't handle that. But what? What if Iran and Russia could not come in on China's side in three years down the road? Everybody looks at you and you're sitting there in the briefing room and you say, hear me out. What if Russia and Iran had already been taken out? What if they'd already been neutralized before we had to fight China? Everybody looks at you like you have lobsters growing out of your ears. 
we don't have any political support here in the U.S. for wars with Russia and Iran, especially in this election cycle. No way Congress would approve this. The administration won't approve that. The American people wouldn't support it. You say proxies. We don't have to fight Russia and Iran. We get proxies to take them out for us. All they need is a little push and a ton of weapons. Just the right motivation, and they'll take them out for us. The room gets silent, and you're sitting there, and you say, so who's dumb enough to fight two land wars in Asia? You smile and say, well, NATO. NATO can take out Russia. Israel can take out Iran. You have to do it just right. NATO and Israel could never know we're using them like that. We can't just go out there and bribe them. They have to be so motivated that they'd risk their own survival and beep up their own military budgets to take Putin and the Ayatollahs out for us. We supply the weapons. They do the fighting. Everybody's in on the great game all of a sudden. The trick is we have to get Russia to invade. How do we do that? Why don't we just say Ukraine is going to be part of NATO? That's been a red line forever. Everybody knows that. They'll feel threatened. Putin invades Ukraine. NATO will come to the rescue with guns and money. Ukraine does the dirty work, but we make sure they have enough to win. Yeah, but Israel. Well, Israel's going to need to be attacked and much worse than ever before. Why don't we just release all of the funds to Iran so they have all of the money to plan an attack on Israel that is so large and so heinous that they'll be forced to use their own military to take them out, which will afford, will then force Iran to join in, and then Israel takes them out. We just need the weapons, guys. Because we need the weapons in three years when we're going after, when we're going after China. And all of our weapons are outdated and old. We need a whole new generation, but we have all of these weapons sitting here. And there's no way we could with cost overruns, you know, with with everything that comes with giant military production. How are you going to get the American people to do it? Well, we'll just tell them the truth. We're out of armaments. And then we will have to rebuild our army. Maybe we could even convince China in the end, if Russia and Iran falls, they have no real allies. Don't take Taiwan. Thoughts? <laughs> I think the only reason why I don't believe this is because I, I mean, we're evil enough to do it. But I don't believe it because I don't think we're smart enough to do it. <laughs> I don't think there's enough. Hey, we all love America here. Let's do You know what I mean? Right. There's the evil, you know, generals and the war planners and everything. I think there's enough of those in Washington. You know, the Lindsey Grahams that are like, yeah, we got to get them at any cost. We get them. I think those guys exist. There's a lot of that type of stuff that you were talking about there where. You throw things out like, well, and then Israel will take out Iran. Like, think of what that it look looks like, right? Like these little assumptions that you make in one half sentence mm-hmm. is like hundreds of thousands, millions of people dead. 
What is the difference? This is the way the elites always do yeah. it. No, I know. It's, they did it, it World War One, World War Two. It's real-time strategies. Those old mm-hmm. games where you just used to like drag your troops around and you'd have right. them attack the little base and then you'd rebuild and you you wouldn't think about the little little guys that are going in there and dying. Correct. Um, that is the way this is thought about. I mean, it's, I, it's risk. I thought of this. I'm reading a book, or I was reading a book on JFK. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was the JFK assassination, and it's just documenting how many people hated him. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. they hated him. The military, CIA. He really had a problem with those guys, just like Donald Trump. Really had a problem with those guys. And he did not like the way we were fighting the Cold War. And he's like, we are not going to keep escalating this war. And one of the generals, I can't remember his name, uh, but he was in charge of uh, maybe NATO strategy or he was he was big. And he absolutely believed that thermonuclear war was inevitable. And he was pushing hard Launch first. Launch right now. It's inevitable. So launch now. They'll never see it coming. We can take them out. Launch now. This is not Cuban Missile Crisis time. This is when he first gets into office. Launch. And he actually goes around Kennedy's back and is calling him weak for not doing this. I mean, it was a, it was a legitimate campaign inside the Pentagon to just launch our missiles. Did you know that? I, I think maybe you've told it to me or I've heard it maybe once, but it's it, it's in, it's impossible to yeah. believe. And of course, these people, there's always somebody like that. I guarantee you think it's bad here. How many people are doing that in Russia right now? How many oh. people are going behind Vladimir Putin's back and saying, hey, like this guy won't even fire the nukes. I mean, they're 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 giving weapons to Ukraine. They're killing our people. How is he not firing these things? There is a huge faction inside of Russia who is pushing that hard line approach. And God forbid one of them wins an argument one day wait over in, vodkas. God only knows what happens. Wait until you see. Wait until you see what is what we're going to show you tonight about Russia and Iran and what they're actually doing and saying to one another and the language they're sharing with one another. It is Spooky. It is. Re- they are. They are serious. They are serious. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, that's the this is the this is the biggest worry. Right. There's just this instability everywhere right now. It's instability combined with a bunch of really incompetent people who don't know what they're doing and don't know how to manage this sort of instability at the at the helm here in America. And you, of course, have. I mean, our share of instability has is, is been well documented here over the past few weeks, especially. So you put all that together and like, it's just at some point you wonder if it's all going to spiral out of control. So let me ask you. Have you ever seen our government pay for hostages? I think the only time we did it was the Iran-Contra thing, Right. I mean, I, I don't, off the top of my head, that I mean, that one pops to mind. I think so. There may be more. <clears throat> so uh, we had that one, but we paid. Didn't we pay the Contras and they brokered the deal? 
So we weren't really paying Iran. We were paying the revolutionaries in South America. And they would kind of say the same thing right. now, right? I right. mean, they would kind of say, well, no, we're not really paying for hostages. Yes. We're in this program, and this is going this These dollars are going, you know, they always yes. have some way of getting right. around it technically. Have we ever... Have we ever rewarded a terrorist state? Have we ever, like, another, I, I don't even know, I keep seeing reports that say billion and million and no no money from the government ever seems like real money. So I have no idea. But I think it's $10 billion. Um, and we released it yesterday. The State Department did. And they said, well, it's because it's for medical stuff. Yeah. What was their excuse? What? Well, they're going to do terrorism anyway. You know, they're going to find terror no matter what, so we might as well give them an extra $10 billion because, uh, I mean, they really said, they basically, really did. they're going to do this anyway, so it doesn't matter if we give them a bunch of extra money. Well, In what, what kind of, world does that make sense? Well, Jeffrey Dahmer's going to kill Laotian teenagers anyway, so we gave him, a, we sent him over a bunt cake. Like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? That's not a good argument. He's not going to want a bun cake. <laughs> I've been pushing for the extra double-size refrigerator freezer. <laughs> Like, okay. Bond cake. I just feel like that's not a good idea. Like just because it's like you know, well, you know these people are really bad actors, so therefore the reward isn't going to incentivize more bad acting. Why? why so let's give them the reward. Like, well, that's not a good argument. And you don't use that in anything. No, it would be a terrible, terrible thing to do, and it is. And of course, we all know, <laughs> as the Iranians last time we tried to do this pointed out to us this money is fungible it'll go wherever we want it to go they told us that they said it publicly like they're going to give their people medicine oh, oh that's a huge concern for them they're really yeah. worried you know what oh gosh i hope do we have enough robitussin for their the population god, i don't god, know their god says wipe out <laughs> israel bring the mahdi back mm -hmm. uh and uh we'll start the end of the world war that's our top prayer. God is telling us that. Yeah, but we don't have enough Robitussin. Yeah, come I don't, on. That's not that's a big not, concern I for don't, them. No, I don't mm. think so. I don't think so. Don't miss tonight's program on Blaze TV at 9 p.m. You'll learn stuff you uh, you may not want to know. May not want to know <laughs> if you're burying your head in the sand. Uh, it's sad these days when you want to go to you know target practice and you're going to the local range. You have to have an armed guard to protect all your priceless ammunition. Uh, you're not the best shot in the world. Maybe you need to get better. You need the practice. You know, because the Ruskies could be coming any day now. Possibly aliens. And don't forget that uh, Chet GPT Terminator thing. I mean, they got to have an, uh, you know, an armory there. It's going to get expensive. Learn how to shoot the effective way. It's like having a personal trainer right there. Uh, right next to you, telling you exactly what you did, what you did right, what you did wrong, and how to correct it. It is a system called Mantis X. Easy to use, used by the military widely. You attach it to your firearm, you connect it to an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. Then whether you're firing actual rounds or you're dry firing, you will see exactly how you need to improve. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. It's really a great system. Start improving today. Get yours now at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Most people have no freaking idea that there is this giant invisible gap in their home's protection. It's like if you had a home and you, you didn't have any idea that there's just no back door. That there's, a, there's a slot for a door, but you didn't put a door in. There's just a big open gap there. and Anyone can walk in and walk out and take any of their stuff. And you never really get around to addressing just it. Just trying to find some Robitussin. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then, and of course, you'd have to give them the Robitussin if they broke it. Hold on, so, so if you want to protect your home's title, that is a massive gap in, in, in your protection right now, in your security financially. You need to go to Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock knows how to do this. They've been doing it for a long time. They're the ones that basically discovered this and, and said, hey, wait a minute, this is a major red flag going on. We need to do something to prevent this from happening to average people because it's happening to thousands of people across the country. You can protect your home from this invisible gap. You can do it. Just go to uh, HomeTitleLock.com and check on your home's title right now. Use the promo code BECK when you get there because they will send you a complete scan of your home's title for free and uh, your first 30 days of triple lock protection are free as well. This is at HomeTitleLock.com. I have this. Glenn has it. We all have it around here because we want to make sure, I don't know, we don't lose our financial future. It's HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is Beck. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thanks, Glenn. You're welcome. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you, Stu. Uh, Tomorrow is the Covenant Show. And if you have been following, hopefully, I have no idea how many people are involved? No idea. I should probably look into that. I suppose we could see how many people asked for that. Oh, what are you going to do? Not do it? Ah, you know the, the the turnout's a little low, lower than we expected. We're not going to we're not going to do the covenant with God. You know, it's just if we had, yeah, you know, I don't know, two two thousand more people, maybe we'd consider it. Yeah, I think it's an insult. It's an insult, really, not mm. to God, but to me, right. really. Uh, so. Uh, that's happening tomorrow in the second hour. So the next hour after this one stations sometimes shuffle the hours. So it's hard to tell. I'll tell you next hour, um, uh, you know, when, when it's going to happen. So, you know, you can be here, call your friends, tell them if you haven't gone through the covenant stuff, just go to glenbeck.com. You'll find it there. Uh, look at, uh, both the 40 day and 40 night. For those of you who did that, thank you. The 15 Days to the Covenant is also there. Just review it. Uh, I'm going to spend the afternoon in church today uh, trying to get ready for the Covenant, and we will do it tomorrow. Tell everyone you need to know, that needs to know and that is prepared to renew the American Covenant that tomorrow is the day. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Grip6. Grip6 is a great, great company. They make super high quality items here in the United States. They're sort of the reverse of every other company. Like we complain about all the time. They build factories in like some foreign land and then try to sell us all their crap. These guys build the factories here, do all the stuff here, and then sell it not only here, all around the world. Because people want the stuff. What a concept. What a concept. What a concept. It's a good idea. Yeah, and they take all of these business owners that we that we support that are American uh, manufacturers. They take great risk at doing this do. and like to reward them, but only if you find their products great. I do. Uh, go to grip6.com slash Beck right now and see 
Their socks and their belts and their wallets are unbelievable. Grip6.com slash Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, Grip6.com slash Glenn. Save 30 to 40% off everything on their site right now. Grip6.com slash Glenn. Again, 30 to 40% off everything. You know, today is a great day to get a warranty. Actually, any day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. That's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. All the unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater, they're not going to break the bank because covered repairs and replacements are all taken care of. Having reassurance is something to celebrate. Choose the plan that works for you and your budget. When a covered item in your home breaks, all you do is contact American Home Shield. Their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry. Be warranty. Go to ahs.com slash Beck and save 20%. That's ahs.com slash Beck and get 20% off any plan. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Joe Biden has just approved another $10 billion, $10 billion in relief for Iran, which is just perfect. I think that's just wonderful. Uh, Plus, why worry about our stuff here? We got the border. Yeah, so what about it? He's, He's working on it. Nobody seems to recognize 240,000 illegals came across our border last month. But the New York Times and the Washington Post are freaked out because Donald Trump is a Nazi. We're going to go there in 60 seconds. First, MyPillow. Pretty much everything MyPillow touches turns to gold. They've cornered the market on making your sleep experience the best ever. They've uh, reached out into all sorts of other areas, like towels, for instance. When you go to the store and you buy towels, what do you get? Towels that may feel soft when you touch them, but they absorb practically nothing when you get them home. So skip the store. Try this now. My Pillow. They're announcing two brand new lines of My Towels for you to try. Made with amazing ring spun cotton, which makes them incredibly absorbent and soft. And you can get a six piece towel set 
for an amazing introductory price as low as $29.98. Six pieces for the towels, $29.98 with the promo code BECK. You get designer premium line for $20 more. But whatever one you decide on, it's 50% off now. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and get the six-piece My Towel set right now. Get this special and more, 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's promo code back. Okay. <clears throat> so, gee, uh, Stu, uh, Washington Post opinion piece, Donald Trump's advisors have declared that if he regains the presidency, he will launch an extraordinarily cruel crackdown on immigration. Is that how they talked about it? They were like, hey, we're going to launch an extraordinarily cruel, cruel. crackdown. Yeah. That's, that mm-hmm. was, those, those mm-hmm. were their words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the politics of immigration can be peculiar. The public tends to turn on a president in power when the situation on the border goes wrong. In political science jargon, these wild swings against prevailing policy is known as thermostatic public opinion. This is particularly pronounced on immigration, giving, given its, quote, fiendish complexity. Wow, did you know that it was fiendish wow. in its complexity? Hmm. Um, the uh, second term agenda for Donald Trump would revolve around what the New York Times calls giant camps. The, yeah. So they didn't call it giant camps, but the New York Times called it giant yeah, camps. Yeah, the Post pointed out that the New York Times called it giant camps. Giant camps. Giant camps. Um, well, detention centers, which uh, this administration has built many of them. Uh, you know, nobody seems to care about that one. Uh, The Times reports that Trump and advisor Stephen Miller envision a vastly expanded network that would facilitate the deportation of millions of undocumented migrants, including longtime residents with deep, deep ties to communities. These camps would also enable Trump to dramatically scale up detention of people seeking asylum, which would be subject to shocking new limits. Trump would reinstate his ban on migrants from majority Muslim countries. He would invoke new legal authorities to pursue mass expulsions and enlist the military to help carry them out. Trump and his advisors see an opening to pursue these ambitions. They believe the record of new migrant arrivals because of factors throughout the Americas and uh, the strains that it has placed on Democratic cities mean the political environment on immigration has moved in his direction, as the Times puts it. Undeniably, the public is soured on President Biden's handing, uh, handling of the issue. Voters trust Trump on it by wide margins. Gee, I wonder why that is. wonder why that Could is. Could it be effectiveness? Might be. Hmm. Might be. Might be. Uh, you know, there was, uh, there's another car- caravan uh, chanting on the bus. I don't know if you've seen the video. Biden, Biden, Biden. So there's, you know, that we have that, uh, we have that still coming on. Which is, I think, everybody's favorite. I think everybody's favorite. Um, but they do say that when Donald Trump is in office and he starts to deport these people and he has restrictive policies and he builds these tents, people will turn on him. They will turn on him. Well, the media will do everything they can to get people to turn on him. I think no. they're going to prefer an approach that. I don't know, talks about the rule of law. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe the, yeah. I, I think they will prefer that. So I have to tell you, there is another story. This is in the Wall Street Journal today. This is an opinion piece that says um, uh, we have to, the West has to, and including America, we need to take in um, people from um, the the uh, Gaza, Gaza, right? Gaza yeah. Strip. We need mm-hmm. to take some of these people in. Mm. No, mm-mm. No. no, no. What if they would really like to come? Though? No. What if they? No. If they ask no. nicely? No. What if they? Let gonna, me think about it. No. What if they offer? Uh, they make homemade bracelets. Oh, uh, that's a fashion art, art artisanal. Oh, that, that's a different that's bracelet. A, that's a horse of a different color. No. no. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. 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 And they're like, but Europe has taken so wait, many wait in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you considered, though, the fact that only 93% of Palestinians hold anti-Semitic views? I mean, there's 7%. All we have to do is just find the 7% and take those people and then welcome them in with their artisanal bracelets. No. So there's another story. Interesting perspective. <laughs> there's another story in, again, the Washington Post. Now... I think this one is pretty important. Okay. Don't worry, people keep saying. Donald Trump did just promise to root out the internal enemies who live like vermin in our country. (laughs) But he only might be the next president. I don't mean to worry you, the Post writes. But people are running around with their hair on fire, saying they're suffering from intense, nauseating levels of deja vu. And those people are historians. Oh, now you listen to the historians. Hmm. I don't like seeing historians this stressed out. I know. I think about them all the time. <laughs> I do, too. All the time. What is the stress level of the average historian today? Right. It's just like I wake up and I think about it. This yeah, is the first thing. First thing. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. True story. True story. Uh, Not a joke. So, Not a joke. Donald Trump said, I pledge to you that we will root out the communist, Marxist, fascist and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections. Now, I don't really like the use of the word vermin. Uh, It was used by hmm, Hitler uh, and his crew. So I don't recommend the use of vermin. Um, you're however, as a political consultant, you're anti-verbin. No, pretty much okay. as a human being. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, I'm okay. pretty, pretty, pretty strongly. You're advising a that. campaign. You're going to yeah. step in and say, "Hey, yeah. maybe let's come up with another term for that." So uh, people complained about it, obviously, and the Post uh, says, you know, when people complain, reporters said, "Hey, that sounds an awful lot like Adolf Hitler." Uh, <laughs> Trump's spokesperson said, "Their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House." Now. <laughs> I mean, this has got to be intentional, right? Oh, like they're doing this intentionally to piss the media <laughs> off and get people fired up. And, and he's gaslighting the media, right? That's got to be what this is. It's it, it. He does this stuff. He did it with America first, right? America first was also a yes, uh, a early 20th century fascist slogan. Correct. Right. And Correct. Um, it, it, he knew it. At least I don't, he didn't maybe didn't know it in, in immediately, but when people told him about it, he knew it and he just went doubled and tripled down on it because yeah. he knew it was pissing everybody off. Right. Like it was it was what he does. This is what so he does. Here's my with problem. The media. <clears throat> um, he I mean, I'd have to listen to him, uh, you know, say, 
what his plan is for the quote vermin. Right. Um, but uh, when anybody says, uh, you know, we're going to exterminate, and that's not what he said. No, but we're going to exterminate the vermin. I take them at their word. Yeah. I think you need to take people at their word. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always uses crazy rhetoric. That's I mean, that's who he is. That's who he is. That's who he is. And it's he does it often, at least intentionally, to get the reaction so that people like this whole spiel about how they're going to be so super duper tough when they get back into office sounds. <laughs> it's written as. An attack on the Trump administration, right? It's, it's written as an attack on Trump. Trump will be so crazy when he gets into office that you won't even under, understand what's going on. My belief is that at least partially, this stuff comes directly from the Trump can- campaign because they know the New York Times will write it this way. And they know the reaction of a Republican primary voter is to say, good Good, they're not going to let illegal immigrants overrun our country. They're going to put, they're going to detain them. Good, that's what's supposed to happen. You know, they, when, I mean, what when is you the commit difference? a crime, you're supposed to be detained. That's Honestly, what's supposed to occur. What is the difference <clears throat> between calling people vermin and I, which I hate. Mm-hmm. I want to make that very clear, mm-hmm. very bad. But how many years were we called teabaggers? Okay. How many how many times have you been called a terrorist or a racist or a Nazi or Hitler or Hitler because you believe in the Constitution of the United States? Because I believe strict adherence, by the way. Now's a perfect time. Introducing a new (laughs) T-shirt. This T-shirt is available at uh, glenbeckmerch.com on the front of it. It says 5 U.S.C. 3331. That is the oath of office, which is on the back. So this this is great for any cop, any fire person, anybody who takes an oath of office. Every single politician. I've got two of them. I've got Ramaswamy and uh, DeSantis DeSantis on on today. today. Mm -hmm. I'm sending them this T-shirt. This is your oath of office. Protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Now. That will be called by the left extremist. How? How? Honor your oath of office, not to me, not to a man, but to the Constitution. That's the problem with this. And, uh, you know, they do all of these things. They say, you know, he's like Hitler. Well, He's not the one in that is pushing public-private partnerships. He's not the one that is going towards fascism. That is a public-private partnership with ESG and the WEF and all of that stuff. That is a new modern version of fascism. I mean, hello. You're cutting you. Your president did a the spookiest presidential speech I've ever seen, where he flooded the backdrop in red, then had Marines around him and was talking about how dangerous <laughs> people on the right are. Hello. Mm. Now, it doesn't excuse our side. I'm not playing what about I'm saying a little self-examination on both sides would be healthy right now. Be very healthy. Um, no, I mean the only the only issue I have with that is that people are in such a calm state right now they can always see through uh, <clears throat> rhetoric and make 
proper sober decisions. That's happening all over the country right now. That's why you need that's why you need confidence. That's why you need uh, certitude on things like the Constitution. You don't need to have certitude that you are right and they are wrong. But on the Constitution, it's I mean, you can have absolute certitude. It's written right there. Do those things. Don't do those things. And you need to have that certitude and you need to be able to have uh, your crap together enough because it's going to get scary. It's going to get very scary. Uh, I, I mean, just think about after the election, the possibilities that are ahead of us. Very frightening. You cannot be afraid at that point. Get all your fear out right now. Freak out, mourn the country, whatever you need to do. Get it out of your system because you need to be rock solid by this coming summer. Rock solid. Back in a, uh, with more in just a minute. Imagine you're looking into business with a new company. You go to their website. You take a look at their mission, mission statement. And here's what you read. Our mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. Do you do business with that company? Do you want to look, at least look into that company a little more? Do they actually live that? And what do they mean? Because that's not the product they make, but that's their mission. How's that work? These are the people I want to do business with. These are the people I'm proud to do business with. This company is Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative mobile company. They offer dependable nationwide coverage so you can access any of the three major networks that everybody's on. But you don't have to worry that part of your bill is going to fund insane leftist causes. Send the message to yourself. You believe in and support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment. 100% U.S.-based customer service team is going to make switching easy for you right now. You can keep your phone, get a new one, keep your number, get a new one, upgrade, all of it. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT. You get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. patriotmobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. So tonight on Blaze TV, by the way, there were 300,000 people uh, at least hmm. on the mall. I love I love this. Uh, the number is probably about 300,000. I haven't seen an aerial uh, shot, but it was probably about 300,000 people on the mall. 250 to There's a lot. 350, a, a lot, lot of people. people. Uh, I think it was the New York Times that didn't uh, uh, venture a guess at all of the number. Uh, one of the other uh, mainstream media outlets said tens of thousands, which I mean, I guess you could say there are dozens of people there. Yeah, lots of dozens, lots of dozens, mm -hmm. you know, thousands of dozens. Mm -hmm. You could say that and still be accurate. But boy, it just kills them, doesn't it? It does. Um, tonight on Blaze TV, I'm going to take you into uh, a place that we have debated for a few days how to present this to you because what's happening in russia and iran that no one will tell you about i can guarantee you our cia our nsa they know all about this you don't 
And you need to, because it is the propaganda being used against America in Iran and in Russia. And it's the same language. They, they have bound themselves together in this mission to destroy America. And I will show you in their own words. It is frightening. The words are they're using the same language over and over and over again. They're talking about an apocalypse, the Antichrist, the end times, both of them to their own people. That's what they're preparing people for. Doesn't mean that that's what it is. But when you hear some of the language, you will be able to spot that language here in our own country as well. It's a it's a really important special tonight at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV, 930 Eastern on my YouTube channel. That's uh, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck match made in hell. The chilling reason Russia and Iran are driving the West to war. Uh, don't miss it. Nine o'clock on Blaze TV. You can uh, subscribe now at blazetv.com. Use the uh, promo code Glenn. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and uh, you'll save, I think, 20 bucks. Do it now. Okay. A big show coming up. As you mentioned, Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis uh, coming up on the program uh, and, today. You know, I, I want to have more people on that have lived what we're headed towards and walking into. If you ever talk to somebody from the, you know, uh, that lived behind the iron curtain or mm. in China and you walk up to them, and they're like, Oh, what's wrong with all of you people? What is wrong with you? Um, <clears throat> there is a, a new book out called Mao's America, a survivor's warning. Mao's America. Uh, she Van fleet is the author she says a cultural revolution is unfolding right here in America. And I have to tell you, those pictures from San Francisco yesterday, th- that was really disturbing. You think? <laughs> you weren't? No. I mean, honestly, like looking at the streets of San Francisco with all sorts of Chinese communist flags, it seemed like more closer to the Constitution than they normally are. Uh, like they, <laughs> actually, they had to back off of their typical yeah. communism. You didn't say which constitution. <laughs> uh, so that's coming up next. Stand by and then Ramaswamy and DeSantis follows. Tomorrow, don't forget, at this time, we make the American covenant together. If you don't know what that is, join us this time tomorrow. Go to glenbeck.com to find out all the information. Do it now. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. <clears throat> what are you doing today to reach out to your community and help people? Let me tell you a little bit about Aaron. Uh, he partners with an organization that provides on-the-job on skills to people entering the workforce. Another organization that helps homeless people with basic needs and gets them back on their feet so they can go back to work. Even personally donates uh, to this one, putting his money where his mouth is. On top of that, Aaron and his family are very active in their church. He helps out with greeting and ushering and scripture reading and retreats and all of that. That's not his real gig. His real gig is being one of the top real estate uh, agents in his region. This, these are the kind of people we look for. The people like you. The people who listen to the show, care about their community. They care about the Constitution. 
They care about truth and they just want great neighbors and, you know, a, a great town. Partner with Aaron and people like him at realestateagentsitrust.com. You need to buy or sell your house anywhere across the country or across the street. We'll help you find the right agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Studios America and Glenn TV back to back tonight. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, tomorrow is our covenant broadcast. You don't want to miss that as we get ready for Thanksgiving. We renew the covenant for the pilgrims. Uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all made um, for America. Maybe we should turn our eyes back to God. Um, there is, uh, you know, Xi Jinping is now in San Francisco because we cleaned it up for him, you know, so it's nice. Um what is happening in our country is truly frightening. We're doing things that I've never seen in America ever before. And that's one of them. Uh, Xi Van Fleet is um, somebody who grew up in communist uh, China. She lived through the horrors of the Cultural Revolution. She was a schoolgirl. Uh, and she was forced into the countryside along with other young Chinese for re-education after high school. She escaped communism, came to America. 30 years later, she sees the signs that are exactly the same as Mao's Marxist cultural revolution. She's just written a new book uh, called Mao's America, A Survivor's Warning. She, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, you're you're welcome. Um, I I I like talking to people who lived in communism or under dictators because they have completely clear eyes on what we are uh, seeing today. Um, yes. Yeah. You say and- that um, wokeism is Maoism with American characteristics. What does that mean? That, that's what I mean is that what you just said, that you've seen things happening here you've never seen before. Yes. It's because you, uh, like many, many uh, Americans, don't know what happened in China and what happened in Cultural Revolution. And we know because we lived through it. And that's exactly the same thing. Why I say Maoism with American characteristics it's the same thing. The uh, identical poli- identity politics, cancel culture, weaponization of uh, young people, indoctrination in school, all this happened in China and happened to me. And uh, it's a little different here is that in China, Mao used class to divide people and divide people into <laughs> red class and a black class. Basically, one is the enemy of the state and one is the ally of the, uh, the government and the party. And here they use something different. They use race and they then use gender. They use sexuality. And it, it, it looks like it's different, but it's the same. Well, this and is indoctrination of, uh, of children. It's exactly the same. This is this is something that the communists learned in the 1960s when Honestly, the Beatles song Revolution came out and said, if you're walking around with uh, posters of Chairman Mao, nobody's going to listen to you anyhow. 
Um, and they realized that class would not do it in America. They had to do it based on on race. But tell me about the um, the four olds. I don't think most people understand this. And this, to me, shows how close it is to the Chinese Cultural Revolution. Yes, um, that is the Chinese style pencil culture. And they are very specific. It is the old culture, old idea, old habits and old custom. Those things are to be eradicated, to get rid of, to be destroyed, including statues, uh, names of streets, names of stores, names of food labels, names of uh, uh, institutions, all have to be changed to be politically correct. Why they do that? Why they do cancel culture? Because they want to replace the tradition with something new. And in China, that is Maoism. And here is Maoism with American characteristics. So Mao was much more open about what he was bringing in, wasn't he? I mean, here they keep denying that any of this is happening. And it's all there. We can see it, but they deny it. Mao was open and saying this is what the new China will look look like. Yes, and that's the, uh, the, the part that is very deceptive. Mao had power. What he was doing is to have absolute power. He, was, uh, um, he, he feared that he was losing control of the party, and, but he was in control. So he, has to, he can't be open about many, many things. But here, they have to, um, to, to hide their true intention. Since they use this very well, um, a very attractive slogans. And, uh, and, and then a lot of people fall for it. And uh, that is the problem with Marxism. It give, picture, uh, give you a beautiful picture of what it stands for. And uh, people don't know, they fall for it. And I tell people, we fell for it too in China. And what we got? We got slavery. And we got really the absolute tyranny. And that's what's going to happen here. So people wake up. And how you wake up, not to find out yourself. If you find out yourself, that'd be too late. And I hope they are wise enough to hear from people like me who lived through it and, uh, and, and, and then really learn from uh, history. So and that's what we don't have here. People, in this help us out with this, because I think... Antifa, BLM, social justice warriors on the campus, et cetera, et cetera. I think those are like the brown shirts uh, or the red guards um, from from China. Um, But people will say, no, these are just honest people trying to X, Y, Z. What is the difference between BLM and and Antifa and the social justice warriors and the red guards? Yeah, no difference because they're all indoctrinated to believe what they were told. And uh, so Red Guards, you think they're just monsters? No, they, they were a lot of them from elite universities and, uh, and uh, middle schools. And they're from well, uh, <coughs> um, um, we're all families. Yeah. They were not monsters, but they turned into monsters because of the indoctrination. The first killing that took place during the Cultural Revolution, was done by a group of young girls in the most 
prestigious middle school in Beijing, and they were like 12 to 16. They beat, tortured, and killed their principal, and there's no consequence. And after that, mm. killing become commonplace. And uh, then why, why they go after the, uh, the teachers? Because they were told that those in control and those in power were the ones want to take us back to the capitalism. And so for, for young kids, what are the uh, people in, con- uh, in, in power? Their teachers, their principals. So they were the one, the first one to be the target. So um, here in America, um, you just said they didn't, they weren't, they weren't held um, and they paid no price for it. Here in America, our justice system has been completely dismantled. You know, defund the police, all of this stuff. Crime is on the rise. It doesn't seem like anybody's punished. If you're on the right side, you're not punished. In China, did they do the same thing? Did they dismantle the justice system and the police? Yes, it's called smashing the justice system. The whole justice system, including police and the court, were dismantled. And uh, so there's no consequence. No one can stop or dare to challenge the Red Guards. And that's the Chinese version of defund the police. So she, uh, I have been, I've been talking about this coming for two decades almost now. I know. And it is, it is now here. How much time do we have? What period uh, is this like in China? How far away from losing it are we? We are very, very close. Actually, we are losing. But I do think that there is a hope. And I, just uh, three years ago, I was a quiet, shy Asian-American. I don't share my opinion with mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I was just quiet. I became a voice. And because I know if I don't uh, speak up and, uh, and uh, stand out and uh, to fight back, we're going to lose our country. And I do not want to live under communism again. During my uh, speeches uh, across the country, I met all sorts of people, parents, just like me. Three years ago, they were quiet, never pay attention to school board. They, they, they never got involved in uh, local politics or, or any politics. I met so many of them. Now they are committed they are, they, because they are waking up. They are committed and to fight to save this country. So that's our hope. And that's exactly how we uh, save this country. We did, have to be. Did, um, did those people exist in China? Uh, no, because at that, uh, no, if you wait by then, it's too late because okay. those people um, don't exist because you can only find them in prison, in gulags or in the graves. Hmm. Uh, she, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, well, what do you think just off on another subject? What do you think of President Z's uh, trip to uh, San Francisco and how San Francisco cleaned itself up for that? I know. I just tweeted out, and uh, and, and then they have people um, welcoming him with a uh, mer- uh, with a Chinese uh, flag, which to me that is a murderous flag. Mm. And I said, where are the social justice warrior protesters uh, against the genocide by Xi Jinping of the uh, Uyghurs, Muslims in China? Where are they? 
They're not to be found. They're not to be found. Not exactly. to be found. Thank you so much, <laughs> she. I appreciate it. She Van Fleet. The name of her book is Mao's America: A Survivor's Warning. She compares the Cultural Revolution to the Cultural Revolution here in America to the Chinese one, uh, and it is well worth a read and share with somebody that you know who maybe has a possibility. Uh, of waking up by the way she was at the pro-israel rally yesterday in dc so <clears throat> thank you so much she van fleet mouse america well the day has finally come to close and uh, ease yourself down into the bed and stare up at the ceiling thinking about what tomorrow is going to bring the answer is uh, pain sorry if that's the answer that you thought of Millions of Americans deal with pain in their lives every single day. And when you have it constantly every day, you get up out of bed and you're like, I just, I don't know how I'm going to make it through today. Living with pain. I have an answer for you. Relief factor. Now, this worked for me and it works for about 70% of the people who tried. They go on to order more month after month. Over a million people have tried it. And they're offering now a um, feel better or your money back guarantee. So please just give it a try for three weeks. Get the three-week quick start kit. It's $19.95. Comes with Relief Factors. Feel better. Your money-back guarantee now at relieffactor.com or you can call 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800-4-RELIEF. relieffactor.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Two hundred and thirty three years ago, George Washington becomes president of the United States and he spends four hours in prayer right after his inauguration. He takes a bunch of people and he goes to church, walks down the street from where he raised his hand on the Bible. And then he made a covenant and made this covenant with God that we would be his people and his country and and he would be our God. That was renewed again uh, by Abraham Lincoln. But also, when he first came in, Congress approached him and asked him to set aside a day for a national holiday just to praise God. Now, this is before we have, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day, all these other things. I think only Christmas, maybe, maybe Christmas was a national holiday. So our first national holiday that he does is just to thank God. Congress comes to him. And he said, it's the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of almighty God to unite in most humbly offering our prayers and our supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us to perform our several duties, to render our national government a blessing to all people by being a government of wise, just and constitutional laws to protect and guide all sovereigns in all nations, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue and the increase of science among them and us. And generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. That is what established Thanksgiving. How far 
Away from that are we. We are a covenant nation, and you can break covenants. I don't recommend it. God doesn't like to be mocked. But our pilgrims and these covenants last through generations. You're held responsible even if you didn't make it. So it is the, the parents that made it are supposed to teach it to their young so they know we're a covenant people. That hasn't happened in quite some time. But that was well known at the beginning. Our pilgrims made it. Then George Washington, like I said, Abraham Lincoln. So tomorrow, something that has been on my heart for maybe a decade is we have to renew the covenant. I, I feel like the best place to do it is the place we gather every day. Here at this time tomorrow, about an hour prior uh, to this, about 55 minutes earlier than where you are right now, that's when we'll start tomorrow. And if you don't know about it, please just go and prepare yourself at glenbeck.com. Sign up for our American Thanksgiving Covenant, the 15-day program. Uh, you can just look at all of these and just refresh and answer some questions yourself and then be ready tomorrow to thank him and beg for his forgiveness and rededicate ourselves to the American covenant. That is tomorrow in this hour. The Glenn Beck program. Let me talk to you a little bit about my Patriot supply. Stu has more than, than soy sauce now, which I is what, what he started at. He has duck sauce as well. Mm -hmm. Any oh. fortune cookies in there? I mean, the fortune cookies are really tasty, so those usually get eaten with a meal. But, you know, there's always extra soy sauce they put in there, so I've been saving that, and that's how I can prepare for the apocalypse. Okay, have you right thought about taking corner. another step? Maybe calling... Like ordering more Chinese food? No. And then getting like more of the packets? calling, you know, my Patriot Supply. Hmm. Do they sell duck no, sauce? They, they probably do, actually, <laughs> but... <laughs> they have a three-month emergency food kit. Uh, Stu's going to starve to death. That's fine. Um, I don't think it's fine. I don't think that's the word for it. <laughs> well, you're right. You won't starve to death. We'll kill you and eat you. Not me, but those who live around you and have followed your example of nothing in the cabinet to be ready. Um, get their three-month emergency food kit right now. They also sell biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters, power outages. Uh, come by and you need your water filter. They have heirloom seeds. They have all the survival gear you need at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com.
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have a big hour for you. Vivek Ramaswamy joins us in just a few minutes to talk about central bank digital currency. And then we have Ron DeSantis on, who is going to bring us up to speed on, hey, how do we uh, not get into World War III? That's all this hour. Stand by. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It is Preborn. Miracles happen every single day. 200 babies are being saved every day because of you from being aborted. You can't tell me that's not a miracle. Preborn offers free ultrasounds, so expecting moms get to meet their unborn child and hear his or her little heart beating. But that's not all. They also offer these mothers the help they need when choosing life for a full two years. 60% of moms who have gone through abortion said they wish they wouldn't have done it, but they felt they were trapped. There was no support. Well, let's make that difference. This all starts with a $28 donation. That's the price of an ultrasound. If you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping rescue 200 babies. To donate, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Vivek Ramaswamy, how are you, sir? Doing well, Glenn. How are you? <laughs> I am well. <laughs> I'm coming down with something, but uh, but uh, but other than that, great. Other than that, great. Um, so, uh, Vivek, let's talk a little bit about CBDCs because you are coming out today, if I am not mistaken, uh, with your uh, digital currency um, policy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something that, that I think is important for us to understand as we go forward as a country. Where are the threats to liberty? Where are they emerging? Because many of them are backdoor threats, Glenn. They're not the same front door threats of big government in the past. So you and I have talked for years at this point about the threats posed by the ESG movement and the capture of capital markets through ordinary dollars. Well, part of that whole agenda was about using the market to advance agendas that the government could not implement through the front door under the Constitution. Same thing as their capture of big tech. Well, think about the combination of those two now when it comes to the capture of our own currencies. There's a push in the United States and in other Western countries like the UK as well to adopt what are called central bank digital currencies. Well, I'm dead set against it. The reason they're saying they want to do it is that China's doing it and that we need to catch up to them, or else we're going to fall behind technologically. We have to ask ourselves why the heck China is doing this in the first place, and here's the answer. It's to be able to penalize citizens in their bank account with the ultimate social credit score, the amount of money you have in your bank, if you're doing something that the government doesn't like, if you're engaging in speech or in a protest that the government does not approve of, like the white sheet revolution in China, for example wiping out the amount of financial assets you have as a way of exercising power and dominion. So I don't want to see that happen in the U.S. And one of the things they'll say is, isn't that going to lead the dollar to be less strong? No, it's actually the opposite. 
the dollar will be more strong if it is actually a currency that cannot be taken over by the whim of the government. And so while I'm dead set against central bank digital currencies, I am for the rise of alternative currencies that people are able in a freedom-loving country and world to be able to avail themselves of a decentralized private cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and otherwise, that the government is threatened by. That's good. And I think that we should want more competition to the existing system without the government regulating it out of existence. But what we should be against is the government creating a central bank digital currency of its own. And Glenn, I think these are new threats to liberty, and I do think it's going to take someone from the next generation, if I may say from my generation, to lead us forward to understand where the new threats to liberty present themselves, because it's not 1980 anymore, and we need to wake up to these new threats today. I I will tell you, you know I'm a fan of yours. Um, <clears throat> that's not an endorsement, obviously, but I am a fan of yours, and I do like the fact that you are from a younger generation that um sees what's coming over the horizon especially with your um your background um so what do you what do you suggest happens with digital assets because right now i you know if i had bitcoin but i lost it in a boating accident um i wouldn't want to pull it out because honestly i don't know exactly the tax thing i i it is such a hassle um, and I think they're doing that intentionally to... Of course they're doing it intentionally. Correct. Of course they're doing it intentionally. So, Glenn, this is another example of the cancerous administrative state. If the people of this country want to vote through the front door and say, hey, we don't want this, we don't want Bitcoin or other alternatives to the dollar to be traded in the U.S., which I don't think most people in this country would ever say, but if they did, fine, that's the law of the land. But that's not the way it's working right now. It's the administrative state, those three-letter agencies like the SEC, that are through the back door deciding that they want to shadow government utilize legislating them out of existence, but not through the front door. So they're applying a set of regulatory standards that Congress never actually authorized to backdoor silence the new kinds of currencies that people use as alternatives to the U.S. dollar. And I think that that's a violation of the cardinal rule of our Constitution. The laws are passed through the front door, not through the back door. So what we need is regulatory clarity. It's shameful that you have a chairman of the SEC right now, Gary Gensler, who refuses even in his testimony before Congress to say whether Ethereum is or is not a security for the purpose of securities laws. Ambiguity is the friend of tyranny. And so when you have regulators that get to make up after the fact the regulations that they're enforcing, that's what we're seeing in the energy sector. It's what we're seeing in the healthcare sector. It's what we're seeing across the U.S. economy. It's something that would make our founding fathers roll over in their graves. We're a nation of laws. And if you want to ban something, ban it through the front door. Don't use the regulatory shadow government of people who are never elected to their positions to do it instead. And so one of the things that I'm actually going to, I swear an oath to the Constitution as the next president, Glenn, if I'm elected. Well, one of the things that the most important Supreme Court case of our lifetime, it came out last year, was West Virginia versus EPA. And that held that if Congress has not given a three-letter agency the power to issue a regulation, but they're doing it anyway, that regulation is unconstitutional. Well, the good news is on day one of my administration, we rescind all of the regulations that fail that test. That's a majority of the regulations that are on the books today. Wow. And by the way, we're going to fire 75% of the people who are working in that apparatus too. 
that's how we restore our constitutional republic. And I know that might sound scary to some people or extreme, but if somebody's not offering an extreme proposal or a proposal that sounds extreme, it means they're not really serious about taking on the deep state. And I think that's what it's going to take to get the job done. So you are announcing today freedom to code, freedom to financial self-reliance, and freedom from regulatory overreach. That's right. And I'm going to be speaking tomorrow at the Bitcoin, at the, at the blockchain summit in Texas, and offering what I think should be not just a Republican vision, it's a pro-liberty vision to say that, you know what, I'm the U.S. president. I want the dollar to remain the reserve currency of the world. Our national debt is creating a lot of doubt about that. But the, one of the best ways we do it isn't by stifling competition to the dollar. It's by saying that we actually like holding our feet to the fire through accountability so people who do want to opt out of that system by holding Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies can do so without fear of regulatory, fundamental regulatory tyranny. And I think that that's good for the U.S. dollar in the long run. It's good for our country in the long run. That's what Thomas Jefferson, he was a big proponent of financial self-reliance. That's what Thomas Jefferson, who was, by the way, 33 years old when he signed the Declaration of Independence, inventing the swivel chair while he was at it. These were innovators. And I think that the innovators who founded this country would embrace the exact policy agenda that I'm rolling out tomorrow morning to say that more competition is good, not bad. And we shouldn't want these regulators choking currency alternatives to the U.S. dollar out of existence. So it's a little unfair because uh, I haven't asked uh, Nikki Haley to come on and and actually explain this to me. Um, and, but we're reaching out to her today. Um, the she just recently said that all the code for social media should be transparent. It's a little ambiguous if she meant it just for the government or for everybody. Uh, and the other is she, for national security purposes, believes everyone should have to be verified as a user, and your name should be, you know, uh, your name on social yeah. platforms. What do you think of that? That sounds like something Xi Jinping would say. And I think that there is a deep ideological divide right now in the GOP, and I think it's good for us to smoke it out. It's not an attack on anybody. And even people listening may disagree with me on this. That's okay. This is a good debate for us to have in our party. Do you want to go to the Dick Cheney version of the post-Patriot Act surveillance state, where you know, our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, James Madison, they wrote the Federalist Papers under pseudonym. I think you should have the freedom to do that in this country. It's part of what it means to be free, especially in an increasingly tyrannical government environment. Nikki Haley disagrees with that. She thinks you should be required to actually identify yourself before you post something on the Internet or online and disclose to the government for national security reasons. Anytime somebody's using those words national security for an infringement on liberty domestically, I'm dead set against it, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat saying it. Same thing when it comes to the questions of censorship. I think there are other candidates who believe that if there's speech we disagree with, that the right answer is to censor it. I say a lot of the speech we're seeing is heinous in this country, even in recent weeks. But the right answer is never censorship. It is always more speech, not less speech. And I think this is all in the backdrop of a divide when it comes to foreign policy in our country, Glenn, is I think that there are some who believe that it's the job of the U.S. to be the global hegemon in places like Ukraine and elsewhere, making the decisions of intervening in somebody else's conflict that doesn't advance the American interest. And I'm dead set against that. I believe that my sole moral duty as the next U.S. president is to the Americans right here at home in our homeland. 
And those things go together because it's that foreign policy vision that also allows them to invoke national security as an excuse to really infringe on our liberty here at home. And I think it's good for us to have this debate in this GOP primary season now. Do you want to go the direction of the George Bush, Dick Cheney vision of the Republican Party, as some do? I'm not in that camp. I want to lead us to the Republican Party of the future, where the Republican Party stands for standing for the interests of American citizens here at home by reviving the founding ideals. And yes, that includes the First Amendment above all, and that we will stand for that without apology. And so it's fair to say she and I have a very different vision on this. And you know, I personally believe that mine is more consistent with the founding vision of this country. And if we revive that, that's how we reignite and reunite our country. That's why I'm in this. When we um, when we look at our our founding vision, it required us to have a moral center. We don't really have a moral center anymore. Um, everything is up for grabs. Our our police are, you know, in disarray. There was a huge mm-hmm. mob in Detroit. I think it was last night or the night before firefighters arrived to use the jaws of life to get these people out of a horrible car wreck. The people started throwing rocks at them, uh, and the driver died. I mean, you know, th- this we so, we have decayed. So how do we how do we get this back uh, to where we all feel we have personal responsibilities, not just rights? Absolutely, and, and rights and responsibilities go hand in hand together. But we've forgotten the responsibility part of that, Glenn. So some of this isn't going to be done by the president. I mean, they think the president half the job is policy, but half the job is also the national character that we create, the example that we set. I think it's been a long time since we've had a president where I could look my sons in the eye and tell them, I want you to grow up and be like him, frankly. And I think that that's the that's the standard mm-hmm. I want people to hold me to. If I'm the next president, that's a high standard. But I also think that part of this comes from pastors, parents, teachers, coaches across the country stepping up as well. The conservative movement, I think we've fallen short where for a long time we will complain about the left's agenda of race, gender, sexuality, climate. I want us talking more about the individual, family, nation, God. See, individual, family, nation, God, that beats race, gender, sexuality, and climate if we have the courage to actually stand for something, not just against what the other side puts up. And what I'm seeing, Glenn, I'm traveling college campuses. I've probably into more college campuses than any Republican candidate who's run in our history. And you think that people in that next generation, the assumption that many people have is they're against these shared American values and they're leftist progressives. What I see is something that's slightly different. They are lost. They are directionless, rudderless, mm-hmm. hungry for some direction and purpose and meaning. And so if we can have the courage to actually not just condemn what the left is filling that vacuum with, and I've done that too. I'm not criticizing other people. This is a self-reflection. I've done a lot of that, including in the books I've written that you know yeah. and otherwise. Now we need to level up and say, here's a vision of our own. And young people, especially, Glenn, will flock in our direction if we actually give them something to believe in. And that's part of what I'm trying to do in this race and hopefully in leading this country. That's how we actually revive that moral core. I've got about 40 seconds. I just have to ask you, there's an editorial in the Wall Street Journal today, an an op-ed that says we need to take uh, Gazans into America. We haven't taken our share of those fleeing from the Middle East and those Palestinians from Gaza need to come here. I'm against it. And I think that we have our own issues to deal with here at home. The number one lesson we need to learn is if that can happen to Israel, what happened was wrong, it was 
subhuman and it was a failure of defense and border defenses. That could happen right here at home with 70,000 special interest alien apprehensions from Middle Eastern countries on our own border. So I'm far more concerned with protecting our own borders in this country than to increase what already is too high of a refugee and humanitarian intake of immigrants to this country. It's wrong. We should work. That would be a step in the wrong direction. My view is that, to the contrary, though, Israel needs to be able to defend itself to the fullest. We should stand diplomatically for Israel's right to do so. But that's different from saying that we need to bring a bunch of Gazans to the United States of America. That's wrong. And we have our own issues to deal with here at home. And that's my moral obligation as the next president to look after American interests here. Vivek Ramaswamy, thank you so much. As always, Vivek uh, 2024, V-I-V-E-K. People call him Vivek all the time. It's Vivek2024.com. Vivek, thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. God bless. Legacy Box wants to take your preservation of family history to the next level. Right now, with their Black Friday early access sale, you can convert your tapes and your films and your reels to digital for just $9 a piece. Friends and family are going to be gathering up for the holidays. That brings up memories of the past, moments you probably wish you could go back and relive. All those boxes of old Super 8 film, VHS tapes, slides that you have in the garage. It's time to breathe new life into them, the kind that lasts forever. Legacy Box digitizes over 15 types of analog media, so you can get your favorite memory saved forever. It's time's running out on these old formats. They are not meant to last. Relive your most important memories. Take advantage of Legacy Box's biggest sale of the year. This is going away soon. Get it now. It would be a great thing for the holidays to go through the pictures and figure out which ones you're going to send. Look at all the videotapes or the uh, film reels and send them in together and and view them together on Christmas. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Early access to their Black Friday sale. Get started uh, digitizing your memories right now at Legacybox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Are you uh, creating a new Chinese virus that yes, you're releasing on us here I'm in sorry. the studio today? Jeez, I'm sorry. What is what was up with? You? I don't know. I, last night I was just uh, I, I felt like all of a sudden I had uh, allergies or something. My throat just started to close up. Oh, well, thanks for coming in and sitting in a small room no, with I, me all I day. Feel I appreciate fine. that. That's great. I think it's an allergy. Oh well, you've died. No, you're 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 a doctor. <laughs> I am. Yeah, you you came. You got your da- got a doctorate right. on, in humanities. So and you that can... I'm a human. You're a human. So I know everything there needs to be known about humans. <laughs> Not exactly how that works, uh, but I do. I, I like uh, Vivek's uh, position on digital currencies. Um, I, I mean, I don't think there's anything in there that I really disagreed with him uh, on. Uh, he, uh, I, I agree with him on the on the. Uh, the, the privacy concerns when it comes to Nikki Haley's new yeah. proposal on it's not good no look because because it's just it's a bit complicating because I do think it would improve the sure civility would. I mean it would be it I would for example sign up to a um a, a social, social network where you had I, to. I was going everyone on the social network was verified and had their real names I actually would think that would be a valuable service I would I like too. it uh, but forcing the government the government forcing these companies to do it That's absolutely not get out of Very get out idea. get out of there yeah the government shouldn't be involved in uh, all i also like the idea 
that the next generation steps up. I mean, it, it is time for the next generation to step up. He's like two generations. Well, I mean, he's some not people that, would argue. As he points out, of course, the founders were very young when they signed the. How other. old is DeSantis? He's not much older. No, it's true. He's in his what, mid, early to mid forties. Forties, and he's in his mm-hmm. late thirties. Yeah, I guess that's. I, so they're in the. I think they're in the same generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and DeSantis joins us here in just a second. We're going to talk to him. All these youngsters running for president. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. You know, once they both serve their terms, they go to the private sector, then uh, serve on several charitable boards, then they can be qualified to run for Senate. Uh, that, that's at that point. <laughs> or just uh, in their 80s or 90s. Military industrial complex. <laughs> All right. The main reason why I feel it's necessary to prepare for disaster, why I come on this program to encourage you to look into things like putting some of your money into gold and silver is because I'm a student of history. I've seen how certain things, especially really bad things, tend to happen over and over again down through time. They don't always happen exactly the same way, but they rhyme always. You got to be you got to be concerned about where we are as a nation. You don't want to be caught off guard when things go wrong. In times of economic uncertainty, wisdom calls for diversifying and and uh, stability. Now, here's why I believe Goldline is the best people you should call. Goldline uh, has been in business for 60 years. There's a bunch of people that come. They're fly by night. These guys watch over everything to make sure it's right. You know, they're one of the only ones, if not the only one, that actually says, we don't think you should put more than 10, maybe 20% of your money into gold or silver. They are really ethical people that I would love for you to call and find out about Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We want to welcome Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, presidential candidate, of course, the governor from Florida, Governor, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Glenn? I am great. Good to talk to you. Um, you know, one of the things that I think uh, I, I don't understand, because everybody likes you. I mean, you're a great governor. Everybody really likes you. Um, and you you have to close the deal here on why you are better than Donald Trump. What is the disconnect, or can you connect that with people? Why are you better than Donald Trump? Well, I think we are in the process of doing that in these early states. I mean, I think a few things. One, um, I'm more likely to actually get elected, which you see with me winning Florida by 20 points. Uh, yeah. He was not able to do that. Uh, number two, uh, I can serve two terms. He'd be a lame duck on day one. Number three, he's not going to be able to recruit uh, really strong personnel mm-hmm. to fill the administration. I'd have hundreds of people that would be willing to come to Washington to help turn the screws on the D.C. swamp and to get this bureaucracy. Um, in line. Uh, Four, uh, I'll be focused on your issues. I don't have issues that are going to distract me. My sole focus will be on uh, this country uh, reversing America's decline. Five, I'm the only one running, Donald Trump or others. Everything I promised my voters I would do, uh, I delivered on 100% of the promises. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, can't say that. Um, You know, didn't build the wall with Mexico paying for, didn't drain the swamp, didn't eliminate the debt. Uh, So we will go 
go in there and I'm, I, I've a uh, bold agenda. We put out a lot of great stuff, but I have a, a, a plan to actually accomplish all of this stuff uh, when I get, when I take office. And I think it's really important because th- this is not about the show. This is not about entertainment. The future of our country is going to be determined about whether we can produce the type of results that we need to get us on a fundamentally uh, better path going forward. And so uh, for all those reasons and, and, and others, uh, I'm the choice. Uh, and, you know, you just think what I tell people, Glenn, is I can make all these promises and I do have a record of delivering. But I think forward eight years, January of 2033, if I'm ready, mm-hmm. if I'm handing off the baton to a, hopefully a worthy successful, what am I going to be able to tell you and the American people that we've actually accomplished? And we're going to be able to say we've restored the American dream. We've whipped inflation, interest rates. We have energy, security, independence. We've we've uh, reversed biodynamics. We'll be able to say our sovereignty has been restored. No more Mexican drug cartels running the show. No more fentanyl poisoning tens of thousands of Americans every year. We're going to say that we We've uh, fended off the threat from the Chinese Communist Party in the 21st century. America is still the dominant uh, power in the world. We'll be able to say that our schools are about educating kids, not indoctrinating kids, including our universities, because we will have done things through accreditation to change the tide there. We'll be able to say whether you live in a red state or a blue city. Criminals are going to be held accountable for their crimes again. We're not going to let the inmates run the asylum and the rule of law will be restored. And then finally, but not least, we will have restored the Constitution to the central role in American life. No more unaccountable bureaucracy imposing its will on us, weaponizing against us. Uh, It's going to be a limited government that is going to be conducting itself in accordance with the founders' vision. And if we can say all that, then we'll be able to say we've restored what President Reagan called a shining city on a hill. Okay, I think that's uh, I mean that's pretty comprehensive. Very good. You brought up something at the very beginning where you said he's going to have a hard time uh, finding people for position. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's like forty thousand appointments to be made, and you have to be way ahead of that in the first place. And I think you are um, already looking. You know, initially just taking a look at who would serve. Uh, and where you would put people and who needs to be where. Um, but the press has done so much damage to Donald Trump that, I mean, they're putting his lawyers, you know, on trial and going to jail. Uh, nobody wants to represent him. And like you said, is he going to be able to get the people around him? How important is yeah. it, those 40,000? Yes. I mean, so who's going to be like the FBI director? I've said we're going to have a new one on day one. Donald Trump said the jury's still out on Christopher Ray. I don't think the jury's still out. I think we need a new one. You'll have that. You'll have a, an attorney general that's going to spit nails and it's going to have a, a spine of steel. And all those are important. But as you know, Glenn, we have a fourth branch of government that has developed over many decades right. and they don't even care about the elections and they're going to do what they want. The only way you can successfully corral that is if you have people two, three, four, five rungs down who you're appointing who are going to be able to turn the screws on there. And I will be exerting the Article 2 authority the necessary to do it in ways other presidents have. You know, we're going to take the 40,000, 50,000 uh, policy role bureaucrats. We're going to take them out of civil service entirely, put them as Schedule F. They can be uh, terminated at will. You know, we're going to be doing a lot of different things, but you have got to have that. And you can't just recycle people 
from right. within the D.C. swamp. You And I'm going to inspire people, and I actually say this on the campaign trail, uh, I want people from Texas and Utah and Wisconsin and, and all these places, pick up your family, two years, four years, six years, eight years, whatever you can do, you're on a mission to return this government to its rightful owners, we mm-hmm. the people. And you got to inspire people uh, up and down the, the rung of that, and we will do that. And yes, there are very good people involved right now in collecting tens of thousands of resumes uh, from around the country. What I'll do is, um, at the end of the, uh, the spring, uh, we'll just do the transition starting then, and, and that's going to be a huge part of it. So you're going to have three things, really. You're going to have the personnel that need to be ready to go. Number two, you're going to have all the whatever executive actions you're going to take. A lot of that will be just be repealing Biden stuff. And then three, the legislation, working with the members of Congress so that's ready to go. Some of that will just be normal things we all want to see, but some of it, you've got to fit in this Senate budget reconciliation vehicle. That's how Biden was able to do all his stuff. He had 50 senators and he did all this stuff. You know, when are Republicans ever out kicking their coverage? I mean, we hope underperform in Washington. So we're going to have a mindset on that. And I think Biden abused reconciliation, uh, but we're going to jam a lot of stuff in budget reconciliation, which is going to be very good uh, for the country. But and I think, you know, as a student of history, I think you'd agree with this. You can serve eight years. But you really only have limited windows to really strike and get yeah. a lot of big things done with Congress. You don't have a full eight years. There's an ebb and flow. You come in as a newly inaugurated president, and, and you got wind at your back, and you got 100 days, 150 days. Then, you know, they go on August recess. Then maybe have, you know, a couple spurts, spurts over the first two years. Then they have the midterm election. Then Congress can change maybe that. Then maybe you get a little shot with the new Congress. Then it's the re-election. Then you get re-elected. It's kind of a crescendo. You get six, nine months where you get to do your second term agenda. Then they start worrying about the midterm and then you're a lame duck the last two years. So in eight years, you know, you're talking about probably uh, 12 to 18 months that you really have chance to strike. And so you've just got to be ready on day one and we will be. Okay, let me uh, change the subject. Um, I know I wanted to talk to you about all of the wars that are going on and strategy to avoid it. But I I want to take you to the uh, border crossings. By the time you would be elected president, there'll be over 10 million people in this country that just came across our borders. We have no idea who there were. Uh, 250 or 240,000 came just last month. Again, there's more on the way in caravans. We know that these are people uh, from uh, some really dangerous countries like Iran who, you know, are terrorist nations. Do you expect to see terrorism and what should be done um, to to thwart it? Are you worried about it? Of course. I mean, I think the Israel attack, Hamas's attack on Israel focused more and more Americans on, okay, wait a minute. Israel's got some of the strongest border security in the world, and yet this happened there. We have a border where anybody's coming across, and you're right, Iran, Russia, China, Middle Eastern countries, they're coming across. Our own government acknowledges people on their own terrorist watch list are coming across, and that's just who we know about. And we know there's a lot of people coming who we don't. So I said in the debate, uh, the elites in D.C., they've left you and your family exposed to drugs uh, going in your community and terrorism. And the media's like, oh, there's no terrorists coming across the border. Glenn, what are the odds you could have 8 million people? 
people uh, with more and more every day, as you pointed out, and there not be a potential terrorist. Of course there are. This is a major vulnerability for our country. So I've said we got to send all these people back, and that's going to require um, a concerted effort. It's going to require something similar to what Eisenhower did in the 1950s. But we have just put ourselves in a terrible predicament with terrorism, but even with just criminal aliens who've come across the border. Uh, our country's less safe and secure as a result of it. And if you never are willing to send people back, then you're going to continue having different waves of this uh, all throughout the future. I'm uh, doing a show tonight on what is being said to the Russian people and to the Iranian people. And it is shocking, Governor. It is it is shocking. They are talking exactly the same language. End of times, Antichrist. You'll never guess who both Russia and uh, Iran think is the Antichrist. The language is really disturbing, and the way it is being sold, I'm very concerned about it coming in through the back door and being sold to Americans going, you know, they really have a point. Um, Nikki Haley uh, the other day said that uh, she wanted um, verification of everybody who was on social media and uh, open... Uh, access to be able to see the algorithms. What is your thought on that? So forcing disclosure of names and registration, that's what China has done. China did that recently. Uh, That is totally inappropriate for the United States of America. I mean, Glenn, we've lived through this age of cancel culture, you can lose your job if you're a conservative. You can you can have things done to you. Uh, there's a role for anonymous speech. The Federalist Papers were writ- written anonymously by Madison Jay and Hamilton. That's a long tradition in our country. Uh, but what it what it would do, I think, is open the door for a social credit system. Uh, she is somebody I think is in favor of things like a central bank digital currency. Uh, I oppose central bank digital currency. In fact, I've signed legislation in Florida prohibiting the use of CBDC in our state because I think the Fed may try to do it unilaterally. They do not have the authority to do that. Congress, if they did it, I don't think they would. I think that that would trump our state law. But but anyways, I've said as president on day one, CDBC dies. It's dead. We're not doing it in the United States of America. So this is something that is totally unacceptable. I just think it shows uh, uh, you don't know what time it is if you're trying to uh, saying that we need your names on all this stuff. So I was honestly, I wasn't surprised she said it because I think that's just who she is. uh, But it was totally out of bounds of what would be acceptable in the Republican Party. Great to have you on, Governor. Thank you so much. RonDeSantis.com if you want to get involved in the campaign. Find out more information. It's RonDeSantis.com. Thank you, Governor. Thanks, Glenn. Take care. You bet. Bye-bye. With the holiday gift-given season ahead, keeping all these Internet-connected presents uh, safe from cyber thieves uh, should be the top of your mind. Everything is online. Everything is Internet-connected. There's some say, uh, things you can take, some steps that will protect your computer phones, smartwatches from attacks. Turning off, you know, device listening is one, but do you really believe that when you do that to your phone? Anyway, nobody can prevent all identity theft and monitor all transactions and all businesses. But you can help protect, protect your information and your identity 
with LifeLock by Norton. They're the best in the business. And right now, you can save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Again, use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Those are two great presidential interviews. Yeah. They really were. Those guys. Not your part, but their parts were great. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, I mean, th- those those guys, I mean, just in the first question with, with Ron DeSantis, wow. Yeah, that was really interesting. And your question was interesting, too, because I think it's, a- it's accurate. Like, you look at the polling, like, everybody likes Ron DeSantis in the Republican primary electorate. Like, they like him. They think he's done a really good job. He's a great governor. And yet, you see the polling. He's behind by a decent amount and certainly nationally and, and even in these early states. Donald Trump has a visceral connection yeah. to Americans. I think, you know, I think you're right. I, I, there's some, there's like an emotional bond. Like, it's almost like the way you'd say, like, hey, we've been through a, a bunch and I'll always have your back. It's, it's honestly, I think, I bet it is a lot like... You know, when you were in uh, the Hanoi Hilton, you know, when you were a prison of war camp and the guy who was yeah. in the next, we, we have a bond. We have a bond. We'll be together yeah. forever. It's almost like that. Like, you know, you look, think of all the stuff in the multiple impeachments, you know, uh, the the election. And, you know, a lot of people feel that there's, you know, it was taken from him. Right. So, like, yeah. it was he didn't even get his fair chance for a second term. That's definitely the vibe of, of many, many of the voters. And and, and he's also an underdog. He is also representative mm. in people's minds, I think, of them. I, the I, guy that is always getting crapped on. Because I challenge anybody who listens to this show, to who's who thinks about the Constitution every day, to listen to that interview with Ron DeSantis in particular and, and, and go ahead, claim he wouldn't be a good president. I, I don't think anyone in the audience can deny that he would be a good president. But it's, it's almost like that's not how the decision's necessarily being made. They might say, hey, DeSantis will be a great president in 2028. But hey, Rod, you know, Donald Trump is my guy and I'll kind of be with him until he's not there anymore. And it feels like it almost, it's, everyone keeps saying, I hear this online a lot, like, oh, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, Nikki Haley, they, they, they're running these campaigns, they're floundering, they're doing all these things. I don't know. Is it even doable? Like, is it doable in this time with this guy, with this with this voting uh, uh, base where like if there is that an emotional bond, you kind of can't break it. It's like, you know, uh, I, it's you know, I'll always love that old girlfriend. I'll always be thinking about that old girlfriend, that one crazy trip we had back in the day. Like, yeah, the new girlfriend, she might be prettier and she might be smarter and she might be, you know, more accomplished. But, you know, at the end of the day. It's the old girlfriend that I remember. So, and I feel like there's some, there's something go, that goes on with Donald Trump that is. is different than anyone else in the field. Be- and I don't know if you can break it. So here's the thing. I, I personally think the Democrats think they can beat Donald Trump. Yep. Okay. They do. So they want Donald Trump as the candidate. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing, I mean, you talk about a win-win. You get Donald Trump to be the candidate by persecuting him because mm-hmm. people relate to that and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a good president. You know, generally speaking, he he did some amazing things. So you have that. But then also, if they do win, put him in jail or whatever, what is the reaction 
of half the country. My God. I mean, they are just driving you deeper and deeper into that. Mm. And they know what they're doing. It's really, it's really evil. Really evil. The Glenn Beck Program.